Okay. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Great to see everyone. Let's get started. Um, okay. Um, all right. So I'm not avoiding Parshish Mishpatim. I mean, I guess I am, but not on purpose. It's also Shabbat Shkalim this week. It's Shabbat Shkalim. Uh, I had something nicer to say on Shabbat Shkalim than I had to say on Mishpatim. So we'll try something to Shkalim. And don't worry, we'll have time to say it in Parshish Kitisa. Um, comes around. So, um, okay. All right, let's go. Um, if you notice, I put at the top of the sheet, um, this year should be Lalias Nish- Nishama for Estatila Bas Harav Gavriel Pinchas. I'm not going to talk too much because I'm going to, it's going to be too difficult for me. Um, but this is the daughter of one of my very friends um, who passed away over Shabbos. Um, a very terrible, horrible, horrible thing. And I, um, it's really, really terrible. Um, uh, and it's like, there's a feeling when you have a, a, you've maybe you've had that experience when someone very close to you has a very, uh, painful, horrible tragedy happen to them of like being unable to do anything. And you feel like paralyzed from the fact that you can't do. Um, so what do I do? So I can't do a lot. I'm going to go uh, to Menachem Ava, but I can't do much else. But I know what I think I can do is that we learn and we teach Torah. And so we'll, we'll learn in her memory, um, a very, very special, special, special kid. And um, I can't even talk about it because it's so horrible. Uh, but, but what we do as Klai Yisrael is that we, we, uh, we ask, we don't know what to say, actually, to be honest, but we just move forward. And um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to learn. And our learning, which is always so dynamic and fun and, and amazing, is what we're going to do the same type of learning today. Um, it should be a zechus for her, for her neshama. Okay. Um, so, Parshas, so... So, right, this week begins the Dalaparshios. Parshish Shkalim is the first of the Dalaparshios, the four parshas that we read getting ready for Pesach. Right, getting really getting ready for Pesach. Um, so, uh, so, the first one is the Machaz Shekel, which has to be brought about, you know, as we get ready for, uh, you know, every single year. The truth is that Machaz Shekel was brought every year because it was brought donations to the, to the Mishkan or to the Mikdash to be used for Korbanos. That would be brought every single year. Happens to be also, you know, relates to a lot of other pieces here in terms of um, the building of the Mishkan, etc. Uh, with the Hakamatsa Mishkan, which was in Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Um, but nevertheless, we read about it every single year. Um, and so, and there's a couple of pieces to this story, which is actually a lot of pieces to it, which are challenging. I think at one time we talked actually about the concept of, did we talk about it? I mean, if not, we could do it when we get to Kitisa. About Ayn Hara and like giving a chatu shekel that we don't count people, we don't count Jews. I don't know if we did that at some point. Yeah. But that's a big part of this conversation also. But I want to talk about a different, a different part of it. Um, source number one. So let's just read it. Let's just read what the Torah tells us about the, 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 the chatu shekel that was given every time they would count Jews. It's actually a big machlogas that they use it every single time. But... Uh, but the Torah says as follows. When you count, when you raise up the head of the Jewish people, so what should they do? Every person should give like a kofar nafsho. It's actually a very difficult thing to understand. It's like a redemption for the soul. What does that mean? What do you need kapara for? You didn't do anything wrong, but okay. But every person gives something that's like a kapara for themselves. And by doing so, you'll make sure there's not going to be a um, you know, some type of terrible, uh, you know, plague to come, that comes from the people, which, by the way, we know that when David Melech later on in his time counts the people and doesn't take a chati shekel, does count the people, what happens? There's a negev, right? There's a magaifa that happens. So the Torah is predicting such a thing. And what do you do? Zeh this is what you give. 
you give, everybody's going to be counted. So they give in this half shekel. It's, it's, it's weight is 20 geira, whatever, however much that exactly that is. And then the Torah says, So it's not everybody, it's 20 year, 20 year olds, men, etc. And the wealthy should not give more. The poor should not give less than a half a shekel. The number of times it says is fascinating, right? The number of times that it says that. But, okay. Um, fine, we'll leave that the last uh, pasta gap for right now. So, I, yeah, I bolded a couple of lines here. So I guess I'm kind of like leading you in some of the questions. Um, what's, what's weird about the phrase Zayitnu? Anything weird about it? Strange about it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Zayitnu is like, this is what they'll give. Right? You just say, you, you know, you knew what they'll give. Okay. What else? Meaning, like, why not give more? Okay, okay. But I'm asking this is the phrase Zayi Nu. Is the Zayi Nu weird? I, I find this. Why, the, the, why, why not specify? Zayi Nu, because guess what's, what's going on here? The Buzzing is telling me when, you, when you're counting people, what are you going to do? So you're going to give this, you know, um, you're going to give this amount. Right? And what are you going to give? This, you're going to give this, right? Zayi Nu, give this. Every person called Bebukadim, you give them Just by the way, if you were writing the Pasuk, yeah, you don't have to say that the Zaytnu is unnecessary. Give a machat Yeah. Just say, when you count the people, they're going to give kofar nafsha. What's that? You don't have to say Zaytnu. The whole, the whole phrase is sort of superfluous. It's not really necessary at all. Right? It's not, it's not something that I really need. Okay. And also in the Torah, with the word Zay and Zot, doesn't it imply that there's a pointing going on? Like, with Pesach, like... We have to point to the, like, zeh. Ma, like, matzah, pesach, you know what I'm saying? Right. But there's a point. Matzah, zeh, matzah, zoo. Right. Right. My house, we, we joke around about it. We like, look it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we say it in funny voices in my house. Um, but, but yes, zeh is usually, it, it oftentimes references something that's being shown. Right. Yes, yeah, so when you see actually that in a second, that oftentimes when the, when the word zeh is used, it's like very specifically it's, pointing it's something, like, either that's physically pointing or you are making reference to something very specific. Yes. And therefore, what's your question? Like, and why is that necessary? Yeah, who cares? Like, have a half shekel. You give 50 cents. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, Good I don't buck. Know you give a dollar. Who cares? Like, why is it? Why is that important? Okay. Good. Fine. So, th- so that phrase is a little weird. And we're going to see some, some explanations for that, for that word. Okay? Um, what about the other phrase that I bolted? <laughs> what's weird about that? Or do you think it's weird? Or am I wrong? It's not weird. I think it's just the same. Like, why would I think that some people give more, some people give less? You just told me, Zay, you know, give this exactly. First of all, you like already told me, give this exactly. You specified Machatzira Shekel. And by the way, you could have just said, Lo Yabev, Lo Yamit. You don't have to say, Ha'ashir, Lo Yabev, Adal, Lo Yamit. You know what? what, what, What's going on here? I don't have a problem with that. That seems like very intuitive. Like, I feel like people who have more money would be like, well, that's for the poor people. I'll give more. 
30 shekel, right? And a nice way, Yes, right. exactly. Like, right. it's a, you know... I'm just saying, you could have... But again, you could have given yeah. over the same message without mentioning rich and poor. Why? Right? I, think, I think that's very intuitive. I'm saying... No, I know. But that's my... But that's my you're, you're correct. You could say nobody gives more or less. Meaning, you could have... All my point is, the Torah always, right, it always gives over its information, typically in the most concise way possible. Like, Hashem's super concise. Um, except for when, like, certain stories. And then when the stories don't happen, that way we ask questions. I don't understand the Torah. Right? So that's our, that's our MO, sort of, when we read the Torah, is that if I can get it done in fewer words, I will. Right? So it's interesting, most of for ourselves in general. Right? If we get it done in fewer words, get it done. It's not good for me, because I, do I don't work that way. Um, but, right, you could have just said, Lo yabev, lo yamit, Right? You know, Kolish Israel, whatever. You don't have to say wealthy, not like wealthy. You don't need that. And it's so not like necessarily the point. But it's like now. a hit or mitzvah thing, right? Everybody, right? Every mitzvah, and then there's like the hit or mitzvah. I'm saying it's the same concept. He's like, don't do hit or mitzvah on this. Don't. He's being. I'm saying it's it's written out because it's so important. Good. That you don't give more than machatzit zakel. So you it's, agree, Jenny, that it is kind of unnecessary, and you're giving me an answer to the question. I guess. Right. You're saying <laughs> no. That's exactly the point. Right, the that's reason why Hashir lo because that's something that we have a netia to do. We are like that, Baruch Hashem. We're the types of people we're not happy with just giving basic. We don't just give, you know, tell me what I need to get get this done and get out of here. That's not our style, right? So, so the Baruch Hashem knows that people want to give more, right? And that sometimes some people can give less, and that's okay also. And we'll fill in for each other, and we'll take care of it. It's even nice, right? So, like, right, this person gives more than the normal amount. This person has to give a little less, and we are comfortable with that. That's how we do things in community all the time, right? So there's clearly something about the Machetz Shekel that it can't be done that way. Right? And that itself is interesting. What does, that, what does that mean? What's it about? Okay. Well, is it also not a question that it says a half shekel by sanctuary weight and then a half, sexual, half shekel as an So it repeats it. Then twi- this is it. It's a half shekel and a half shekel. Like, so it's kind of like emphasizing that. There was a lot of emphasis on the half shekel. I agree with you. And that's why it's even weirder that it says Zaynu. Right. And then exactly. a little bit, exactly. like, exactly. what's going on? Like, I, okay, I got it. Just a half. I got it. This one. Only that one. I get it. Like, we only read, right, five sukkim. Right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah? Right? So I'm saying we, 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 we did okay uh, in five sukkim. We said, and we made it <coughs> very, very clear. And the question then is, why is this so important? Why is this so important? Right? And it's so important that, by the way, we read it every year just before Purim. And for Pesach, right? that, that there's something about this that is like very fundamental. We have a whole Shabbos for it every single year. Again, like what, what is this all about? Why is this so important? Fine. Um, okay, so let's do what we always do. Let's look at Rashi. Let's look at Rashi. Rashi says, Zeyitnu, Pesach, source number two. Zeyitnu, Her'alo, Kimin, Matbeya. There's no dollar there. That dollar's a, a hyperlink. Matbeya shall ish. He show, Hashem showed Moshe what? A coin of fire. Okay. Umishkala machatzida shekel, and it was weight was just by the way. I know this is like very. This is like very upsetting, probably here. They didn't actually give half a coin. They gave a coin that's worth (laughs) half a shekel. Okay, I'm just saying. Like I for like a long. It took me a long time to like like. I'm like you don't like. Cut it in half. It's like a 50 cent coin. You know, I'm just saying. For some people, this is very upsetting. They're like, whoa, 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 I thought it was half. That's okay, fine. So they showed him a coin. That's a 50 cent coin, a half shekel coin. Fine. Okay? The Omerlo, and Hashem said to him, Kaze Yitnu. Okay, so Hashem had to show Moshe 
the coin, and he said, this is the one, that's why it says, so that answers our question, why is it Zeynu, right? Good. So they have such a robust banking system at the time. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, how about, how many kinds like, of I, what were they using like, these coins you, for? Otherwise? Can ask me a different question. Where there's a store? Was where did they get the coins from? Oh, where are they get the coins from? I don't know. Why do they have coins? Is it so hard, Moshe Rabbeinu, to like know what Hashem means when he says, Machasir <laughs> HaShekel? This, like, this is a coin that he had never heard of, never seen his whole life, and Hashem had to like show him what it looks like? like and he has to show him in fire? Why doesn't he make a, why didn't Hashem make a regular, make a coin and show him and give him the coin? Like and Rashi's they could copy it. Rashi's making more questions than answers. Rashi's making a lot more questions than answers. <laughs> this is very confusing. What are, what are you talking about? A coin. It's because of the Tanakhuma. The Medrash Tanakhuma. It's called Medrash Tanakhuma. Sorry. Medrash Tanakhuma. Right? So Rashi, our, right? Right, we always talk about this. Rashi wants to give us a shot. He always gives us the Medrash. So the, so the, it's the Medrash Tanakhuma. Right? That says, they knew he showed him out Be'ash La'esh and said, this, give one of these. And by the way, it's not one of these because it's not a fire. A fire in my Be'ash La'esh. You give him a Be'ash Kesef. But, but that's what he does. But yeah, that uh, makes us not happier. That makes it harder. Right? What is this, what's going on here? Okay? Uh, I just brought you Sifzei Chachamim, source number three, just because I think it, it's also important for us in general. Sifzei Chachamim, it'd be better if I could show you on the page. There's like Rashi, and then like just above Rashi, on the Bukoskola, is this little thing called the Sifzei Chachamim. It's literally a little hyperlink. It's, an, it's, a, it's what's called a super, com- we mentioned, him, mentioned them recently before. Super commentary. Right? So Sifzei Chachamim is always answering the question, like, what does Rashi need to tell us this for? What's bo- basically, what's bo- that's that book, What's Bothering Rashi? So Zizek HaChamim actually wrote the book. What's Bothering Rashi? Right? So they point out, right? The fact that it says Zeh, just what Elon said, shows like he's pointing at something. Right? So that's what the Medrash says. The Medrash doesn't come out of nowhere. Right? It sounds very much like he's pointing at something specific. So what's he pointing at? A fire, a coin of fire. That doesn't explain just why it's a coin of fire. Right? But a coin of fire. But I'll tell you, there are actually a number of other places in the Torah where we have the word Zeh, Hashem tells Moshe, Zeh, and Rashi quotes almost the same exact measures. Okay? It just shifts based on the example. Source number four. When Moshe is asked to build the menorah. <laughs> the Zeh, Masei HaMenorah, Mikshah Zahav. This is what the menorah should look like. It should be fully made of gold. Right, Moshe, you should, this is what the menorah should look like. It should look like this, says Rashi in source number five. Hashem pointed to it. Right, because it was hard for Moshe to understand what it was going to look like. He didn't know. What does the menorah look like? I don't know. So Hashem showed him, right, what the menorah should look like. Again, he points at it. Zeh, though, because... It was hard to conceptualize. It's harder to know. He hadn't been to, what, he hadn't passed Chabad. Was everywhere to know what they like. I'm saying that was something conceptual. I'm like, a half coin is just an object. Object. Like, well, it's also an object. But yes, it's harder to. Uh, yeah, but I'll just say this. Hashem didn't do that with the Aron. And he didn't do it with, uh, right, with other parts of the Mishkan. It actually happened specifically with the Menorah, which is actually. Right? So, so you are right, but presumably from, they didn't have like the little pictures in the art scroll that we have, you know, like the, or the tabernacle book, mm-hmm. right? So they didn't have that, but they had some type of, B'tzalah had some way of taking the words that Hashem had said and make them into pictures, right? For some reason, specifically the menorah, that was hard for him. And Hashem had to show him what it looks like. I, I may be wrong, and maybe I'm blurring Midrashim. I think there's a Medrash that even says he showed it to him in fire. The menorah in fire also. I don't know if I'm right. But I think that's true. I don't see it here in this Rashi. But he, he, he definitely has to show him 
what it looks like. So why does he have to show them the manure and the other? Sorry, okay, that's good, a huge tangent. Good, good, good. Yeah. good. Yeah. It's like, I will not tell you who. There's a person that I watch, if I, if I you know, watch a movie with, who's like, who's that? I'm like, oh, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your annoying five-year-old. That's great. No, the, the person is not five. That's a takeaway. The person is much older. <laughs> I like that person. Okay, I like that person too very much. Okay. Source number six. I'm comparing, making a good comparison, Jenny. Not a bad. I, I got it. I got okay, it. source number six. It's an amazing, wonderful person. Source number six. Next, next example. Hachorosh hazelachem, Rosh Hashem. You know this one? Rosh Chodesh. This Chodesh is getting... Hachorosh ha... Zeh lachem rosh hashem. What is zeh? Hazeh, right? So, Rishon who lachem lachachesh and that says Rashi. Come on, you couldn't make this up. Niskashem Moshe al molad havlavana, which is by the way very hard. That's the molad. How do you calculate the molad? That was hard for him. He didn't know what's the molad. The beginning of the moon starting to show. Be'ezer shir tir. How big is it to have to be to know that this is the molad? Right. This is like what molad is one of those words. If you go to shul, you hear it and you have no idea what it is. And I'll be honest with you. I cannot. I still can't explain it to you. It's something to do with the, the first time you start to see the moon during the month. But it's a specific calculation how to know. It's the, the birth of the month of the moon every single month. It's hard to calculate. And what happened? And how do I know? How do I know the right amount that you see it? And now you can be makadesh levana. You can say it's a new month. What happened? Hashem pointed with his finger. Okay. Doesn't have right. a finger. Okay, you got it. Right, good. Birakia in the sky. Va'armalo kaze re'ei v'kadesh. If you look at that, then you will be able to be mekayish levan. Okay, so we now have a number of examples of times when Moshe has a hard time, right, understanding something, and Hashem has to show it to him in a certain way. Okay, fine. Um, but it still brings us back to our original question, right? Which is, number one, why Zayit knew specifically by the Machat Shekha, which probably is the easiest one, right? You yeah. can say, yeah. it comes to the menorah, it comes to the, 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 the Kiddush HaKhodesh. These are hard things to know what they're supposed to look like, right? That I get. Right? The Gemara even tells us that, like, in the, in, in the Batei Din, when they would come to Mekhaya Shekhaodesh, people with Eidim would have to come to say, we saw the moon. They'd have pictures of the moon and say, like, they look like this, they look like this. It's a hard thing. Right, so that we get, but but Zayt knew right when it comes to to uh, to the Machzor Shachar that seems like a little bit you know harder to, to, to be bothered by. I want to show you before I show you Rehersh. Actually, I want you to skip. I put them in the wrong order. I want you to go look at source number nine. Source number nine is Rosalman Saratskin the Zam Torah. If you remember, we talked about mentioned him a few weeks ago when we talked about he lived through the through the Shoah. He was a Rav in, in Yerushalayim, and he was the one who said that beautiful idea about uh, comparing. The Am Yisrael taking the, the gold and silver from the Egyptians to like the Jewish people, you know, Am Yisrael deciding to, to take reparations from, from the gov- German government. So, so Sorotskin always has like really beautiful things to say. So he says something really nice. I wouldn't say this is like, can answer all the questions, all of them, but it's really nice. And you can tell me if you can answer some of them at least. He writes like this, Zayit knew. What Zayit knew, source number nine. We know, right, that Rashi says that he showed him this, 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 uh, Coin of fire. Vamalo zayinu kazayinu. Fine. Moshe did kashebe kamedvarim. Right? Moshe had a hard time with certain things. The menorah, there's another example that shruts him, but there's, there's uh, things that are tame, animals that are tame. Vaod heralo kadashbrahu digmani showed him an example. Avalamenit kashebe machatsida shekel. Why specifically the machatsida shekel? You have other examples also. Heim lo ra miyambav matbeya. He'd never seen a coin in his whole life. He grew up in the palace. 
In fact, according to the Medrash, that was one of this, that was how he got, became uh, how he hurt his tongue. Right? He's re- reaching for the gold coins that he saw in the palace all the time. And why use fire? You can show them a bay of silver, a bay of anything. Else. Why fire specifically? Right? You're supposed to give silver, so give a silver one. Moshe did not have a, Moshe did not have a problem with seeing what it's supposed to look like. So we mentioned this before. Over and over again, that somehow the money that they give is a kapara for your neshama. You're not fish in some way. Like it serves as a kapara. And he's conf- Moshe is bothered by that. How is it that money serves as this kapara? What does Hashem show him? He shows him a fiery coin. Lomar. Hakesef hu kamoesh. He's a fiery vort. He says, that's, oh, sorry, I didn't mean like that at all. I'm sorry, that was a pun. I didn't mean pun. <laughs> My kids would be like, Abba. Um, right, that fire, that, that, that um, money is like fire. Sheyesh la base panim, and it has two sides to it. Mitzad echad, he sorefer umechales hakol. Right, on the one hand, it can burn up and destroy everything. Abba, mitzad asheni, he miira umechamemes. On the other hand, it can, right, fire can destroy Right? Fire has a terrible power to, to be destructive. And it also has the ability to give light and to warm, warm a house, etc. Right? It, 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 it can allow uh, right, uh, fruits to, to blossom and to, and to grow, the, 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 the heat of the, sky, of, of the sun, etc. And it's a choice of a person how to use it. Right? How am I going to use fire? Fire can be dangerous. I have to be careful with fire. Use it in specific ways. You, you guide it in certain ways, in a very specific way, how you choose to use it. Kain hu gam Money too has the same job. Same, same possibilities. Yesh kesef ha-mevius adam nadei geneva. Kezegla, ona, v'ritzicha, v'mesapik lo taivos nimzav, v'nimvazos. Money can be used for all tons of horrible things. Right? V'yesh kesef shemishtam shebo l'achil reivim. Like you use money to, to feed poor, poor people. L'halbi sharumim, l'smoch noflim, l'dvayim shebe kedusha. You give money for amazing, tremendous chesed. V'kesef misug zeh mishamesh kofar nefesh. Right? Money that's used in that way has a tremendous power. Right? To, to raise a person up. Yima adam choseich kesef migrono mitavotav v'nosol l'davar shebe kedusha shebe tztaka. A person takes money, which on the, other, on the one end can be used and really, you know, Unfortunately, sometimes very wasteful ways and terrible ways and to pay for things that are terrible, it can be used and you take it and you pull it in the other direction. Right, that comes as a kapara for a person. So his point is that he wants to argue this whole idea of what, what's the problem, what bothers, according to, this, according to this pshat, this is a drush, right? What is it that bothers Moshe? Like, that's the kapara, money. Money is the kapara? And the answer is yes. And he shows him because right? money is like fire. It has, it has potential. It's potential in both directions. And if a person goes ahead and, you, and what are we teaching the people? Every single person has to give a chati shekel. We're teaching this value. When you take the money, your money, and you give it away. Right? And you give it towards something to, to run the Beis HaMikdash. Right? To allow for karbonos. To allow right? all the things that the, that the Purpose of the of the Chatzis Shekels for when it was originally used to build the Mishkan, right? That has the power to to raise a person up and take something that otherwise has the potential for a lot of damage and take it in the other direction. 
So according to that, Zayinu explains why, why is Moshe bothered specifically by this one? Because this one was, was I, I don't get it. Why would you use that for, for, for a Kofar Nefesh? And the answer is, and why specifically fire? Because again, it's, it's the rem as to what money can do. Fine. It still contradicts a little bit why people can't get more. Because ah, if the whole idea good. is, You should be able to give more. Correct. It doesn't answer the, the why, why not more question. It's a good point. It doesn't answer that. Maybe it does. Maybe why? Because, okay, maybe it does. Because Save us, Alana. Okay, so let's think about Save it. Save my vort. Because the rich person... No, because the rich person that says, oh, everyone's giving chati, I'm going to give more, and now that fire is going to end up turning destructive. It's okay. Because it's, it's, it's gava. Now it's turning to a gava component. Right. But some, right. But and, then, uh, and then at the same time, like, saying. That, that money... Which could build a poor person up to say, like, you know, I'm giving my chutzpah. Like, if he ends up giving less, he'll feel like he'll feel bad. Like, he'll reject it. Like that money component. Okay. Can, I, I, I hear you. I think I, right, I hear you. I still hear the point though. Like, meaning, if it's all about <laughs> just showing me how I can, I can, you know, channel right. all, all kinds of things, right? Even things that could be used such destructive way and use them with such potential. It, it is a harder argument why it's why it has to be. The equal. Okay, so let's, so, good thing we have two other. I agree with all Vorts. Now. Okay, good. We have two other vorts. We have two other vorts. Okay, good. So, we, that's good. We're all right. We can all be right. Okay, that's the beauty of, of, of learning Chumash. Okay. That's not true. You can't always be right, but sometimes you can be right. Um, okay, look at Rav Hirsch, Source and Braid. Says Rav Shamshin Fly Hirsch. Zayinu. Zayinu. Not with the sum of what he actually does for the common good. But with the symbolic expression of what he knows to be his duty, shall a person come near to God when he is overal apikudin, i.e., when he is to pass from the ranks of the uncounted into the ranks of the counted. Right? When a person goes ahead and gives and comes to be counted, they have to realize that they are what I would really, you might argue, is something like not with the sum of what he actually does, but with the symbolic expression, meaning, in a certain sense, that we are, right, the whole is not, a, is not what's the phrase? The whole is not the sum of its parts. Right? The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The the parts. I had a baseball, my baseball coach used to say this all the time. And we were like, we were like what are you talking about? Like, he used to say this. We would scream it. Two plus two equals five. That's really cute. Two plus two is not five. But he, but he meant it, if we're all in it together, that we actually make more than two plus two. Two plus two doesn't equal four. Two plus two will equal five. Right? It becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Right? There's no greater distinction and no greater bliss than to be among Pikudei Hashem, to be among those who are counted by Kadosh Baruch Hu, those who are counted by God for the sake of His name, to be counted among God's hosts and remembered before Him, even for the fleeting moment of a transitory existence, even if one lives in the most humble and modest conditions. Only one who resolves to do the whole of his duty will pass from the nondescript crowd of self-seekers into the ennobled circle of those counted before God. That's a very strong thing to say. Right, I go. I go from a person who's just looking out for myself mm-hmm. to someone who is part of this group by doing what? By handing something over. I hand something over, right? And I be, now I become counted. And to be counted means I belong on the one hand, but it also means that I matter. Right? That what I what I do matters. Right? And attain the blissful awareness that he is now among those whom God numbers as his own. However, the contribution required of each individual is symbolized by machas is a shekel, one half shekel. View objectively, not even the most complete and perfect contribution of any one individual can accomplish the whole of the work that must be done. 
the work of any individual is always but a fragment. Right? Why is it a machas? It's a shekel. You could have. He could have been a shekel. There's a coin. There's a coin. There's a coin for that too. Right? Give me a whole coin, uh, a whole shekel. Who cares? Why make it? A, it had to be a machas is a shekel. The answer is that we should all feel that we're only giving a piece. Right? An equally devoted effort on the part of his brother is required in order to produce the whole. I can't do it myself. I only can give a piece. Right? No individual is asked to accomplish the entire task. Mish doesn't pick up us, right? You don't have to finish it. He's asked to make his personal contribution to the whole weighed by the standard of the sanctuary. One shekel is equivalent to 20 geira, of which the individual is expected to contribute 10. In and of itself, his contribution should be, as far as he is concerned, one rounded whole. Ten, a completed unit. So he goes even further, right, that it has this piece. But the bottom line is that Rav Hirsch argues, why is it, right, why is it machas is a shekel? And, and by the way, this, this does explain hashir lo yaber v'adal lo yamit, right? Because it's not, it, yes, it is about taking money and showing how money can be used in such a positive way. But at the same time, right, it's a specific amount, which is a partial amount always, right? Because it's reflective of the sense that by giving, I become a part of something, and that's amazing, but I also at the same time know that I can't finish it myself. So the, the person who has less, right, who pushes themselves to give that, I mean, it depends who you are, what your message needs to be, right? If you have a little less and you push yourself to give that, that machas is a shekel, you feel like, wow, look how much I gave, and now I can be part of this, right? The person who, gives, who could give a lot more and gives less is forced to be reminded, I know you could pay for the whole thing yourself. But that's not, the, that's not the value that we're looking for. Right? We're looking for it to be as a group. And that way, that way, every single person has to give a piece in order that every person realizes that, the, that, their, that their amount matters. But, and no one should feel that they're wholly significant more than someone else. And no one should feel that they're less significant than anybody else. And by forcing it to be the same, <coughs> it, it creates that, that sense. Fine. Um, according to Rav Hirsch, I don't know if I have the answer to this, but I wonder what you think. This, the Dibar Maskil, right? The, the, the line that he's talking about, he says on the words, Zeinu. How would this answer the question of why he has to point at it? Right? Why, like, what Moshe had a hard time with? He's not, he didn't say he's, that he's necessarily addressing that, but like, could you say that he's addressing that question also? Like, why this is something that Moshe had a hard time with and Hashem shows it to him and that somehow emphasizes something to Moshe? Then she could be no. Just the half shekel, I guess. Just emphasizing the half, like the, this half, just a half shekel, like just the emphasis on it. But it, it could be that he's like, why? Like really, this? Right? And I like, yeah, it's got to be specifically this. Right? Specifically, it has to be this. Like why? Why? Why can't it be bigger? Why can't it be smaller? Why does it have to be exactly this amount? And that's why Shem says no. It's got to be specifically that amount, right? Because it has that. You could say that, but. I know that wasn't the right answer. I was just throwing it. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> There's lots of right answers. A lot of right just, answers. Just as a refresher, this is one thing that we're collecting now to make the Mishkan. Correct? Yes. Or no? Yes. But, there, but the, the Chatzit Shekel was collected every year also in order to continue to make sure that there was enough 
money for korbanos in the base of Mikdash, mm-hmm. and there were some other purposes that it that it served also. So really, there was like three half shekels that were given. So there's like so, uh, yeah, it's like annual membership that yeah. covers like <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, no, it's true. It was but like during a, the time of the malachim, didn't they say that some of the the kings like attacks the people more than they were supposed to? Right, I'm saying so. Yeah. Was it always supposed that, to be mm-hmm. just machatz shekel throughout? Oh, I don't know. That means the there was never any more taxes than that ever. But mm-hmm. at the very least, the machatz shekel was given. It wasn't just given. Yes, it's something that we did when we counted people, and it was something that we did when we built a mishkan. Right. But it's also that it was done annually. Okay, something just annually. Always, a person and would who give it. went around making sure that that was collected from every person? Oh, that's every a great shawl. question. I guess they're like a bite, a bite tzedakah who would like go around and <laughs> it's like their job to do this. No, it no, seems like a huge. It's a real thing. It's a big job. It's a big job. It's like the census people. You know, they would go around and knock on your door. You know, take your half shekel. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how they got, got it collected, um, and also but it was... And I'm not trying to go off, I'm trying to answer yeah, 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 the last yeah. question, okay. but I feel like I want, I want more information, and then also, and I, this is, I'm cheating on my own notes here. Yeah, that's okay. I just have like the seven things that were talked about, and it's the second thing. Why isn't it the first thing? The first thing was the Mizbeach Ketoret. Then we talk about the Chatzia Shekel, and then we continue on with the Kior and the Samim and stuff. So, like, if, we're, if this is like a collection, have it, why isn't it the first thing? Uh, I don't know. It's a fair question. I don't know. I don't answer that right now. I'm like, Right, it's a fair know. question. I'm like, I don't right, know. So I'm saying, like, we didn't point. She's not pointing to anything. But it's for sure communal. But the point is that this is a, an, an annual communal contribution that would allow for the mission to continue to go. But I want to tell you. One, I want to show you one last shot. Oh, you which have is, an answer for the first thing? It's a good question. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not positive. But the beauty is that this is the beauty of 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 look is that we, I'm going to show you a third shot, which okay. isn't so different than the first two. But it, well, it's definitely different than Rav Sarotsky. But it's not so different than Rav Hirsch, but it's, it's a little different. Look at, look at Rav Hirsch, Rav Salvechik, And Rav Salvechik actually has a, a whole long essay um, that he, that's called Community. And he talks all about this idea of a concept known as Knesset Yisrael. And it's actually, he has, a, it has halachic ramifications also as everything in the Rav did. Like everything that the Rav would talk about would be like a halachic concept, which then has a hashkafic um, overlay. And he basically argues the following. There's a concept in halacha known as Ein Hatzibor Meis. That the Tzibor of Kalah Yishel, there's like a concept known as the Tzibor, and the Tzibor can never die. And there's certain halachic ramifications in terms of korbanos that are brought on behalf of the Tzibor versus korbanos that are brought on behalf of like a group of people. And, um, and he has a couple of examples of this. But the bottom line is, is that the Rav argued that there was an entity known as Knesset Yisrael, the community of the, of the Jewish people. And that that entity has its own, like, status. Look, 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 this, is just, this is just a, 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 a snippet. But he writes like this, the community is not just an assembly of people who work together for their mutual benefit, but a metaphysical entity, an individuality. By the way, we find this also in the Rishonim when they talk about the, you know, lo tikom lo titor, you're not supposed to take revenge on each other, right? So some of the Rishonim write, if, you're, if your right hand would hit you, would you take your left hand and cut it off? Oh. And like... The answer is, that's, sorry, that's like gross. But, like, the, but the answer, of course, is no, right? But what are you showing getting at? What they're getting at is, like, if another Jew hurts you, like, you're literally part of the same, same goof in a certain sense, right? You're part of one entity. Not physically, but metaphysically. We're actually part and parcel of the same... same it's not like we're a lot of people who are, who are related. We're, like, part of this... I can't explain what it is because I don't really totally understand it, right? But like, we're like part of this unit. And so what the Rav is saying like this, 
It's a living whole. In particular, Judaism has stressed the wholeness and unity of Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish community. The latter is not a conglomerate, it's an autonomous entity endowed with a life of its own. If that's true, if that's true, I think we can understand a little bit this shot of Zayinu. He shows him Why am I Fire, right? Can't be like. Tell me what happens when you take X amount of fire and you add it to Y amount of fire. It doesn't get cut up into. There's no such thing. Right? Fire is not. It's it's not quantifiable. You can't. I mean, there's bigger fire and smaller fire, right? But you can't like two plus two equals five in fire, right? It's not a. It's it's not something that that can be added up, right? In the same way. And what Kadosh Baruch Hu started saying to Moshe is like. I'm not telling you to take half shekels and add them together to make a whole group of money. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to take a group and bring them together and show them that they're actually one unit. Right? In the same way that when fire is added to each other, you can't be like, oh, that's that part of the fire and then that's that part of the fire. It's not just a thing. Right? It's all together in one group. Right? And, and I think that's also the pshat. And I don't, I don't think the Rav says this. Maybe I said it once. I don't know. But the, I don't think the Rav says it, but I think that's also the Pshat in the three cases of Zeh. Okay? The Zeh, the three Zehs that we talk about, the Menorah, Rosh Chodesh, and the Chatz Shekel are, are three different aspects of Klai Yisrael, how we, work, how we work together as a unit, right? The Menorah is Kiner Mitzvah Torah, or it's Torah, right? it's Torah learning, right? Rosh Chodesh is how we set up all of Shmir Samitzvahs, all of, all, of, all of the entire Jewish year, it's all based on it's, it, first of all, it's also the first mitzvah. And we're giving that as, as a klal. Right? It's, the, it's, the, it's the example of, of mitzvah in general. Right? It's, it's, Rosh Chodesh, it's the first one. And the Chati Shekel is community. Right? And that the, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Moshe Bedi each time, Zeh, Zeh, you know, I, I want you to see it. I want you to look at it and recognize that it's not, it's almost like I can't tell it to you as a, as a, as a math equation that you'll go figure it out when you get there. You'll, it's almost like you'll know when you see it. You know, it's like a, it, it's, this, it's this entity that exists and we're together in that all the time. And Moshe needs to be reminded by Kaddish Baruch like some things you can't have, a, you know, have an equation to and it's going to make sense. I can't give you, you know, uh, architectural plans and now it's all going to make sense. It's not going like to go that way. You know, and, and I think, but I, but I think the, the, the part of it that's so interesting is that whenever we come into contact with all these areas of, of life, we sometimes feel like we are the, right, that our contribution is not meaningful. And there's a sense for people to feel when something's so big and I can't see my piece in it. So you have the possibility of saying like, so I guess my piece doesn't matter. Right? Shul happens whether I'm there or not there. Right? Chesed goes on without me. Right? Any, any, anything that I give, like what can I possibly do that possibly makes a difference? I gave you that example that I'm struggling with myself right now. Like when someone is in, in a tzara and you want to help and you're like, what I'm going to do matters zero. What, what can I even do? It's not going to make any difference. Right? This person is going to be hurting no matter what. Like what how is my contribution going to be meaningful? Right? And I think what the rub is saying, that's the zay new. Like, just give it. <laughs> just give it. Right? There, there's nothing else that you can do sometimes. But you can say, you know what? My, what, I, what I have to offer is, is meaningless. And it's only a small piece. It's only a part. It's only half. Right? It's, it's so, it feels like it's not even worth it to give. Right? Especially if you think of it as a thing that's cut in half, which is natural. But okay, fine. But, like, it, but it feels like that, right? And what the Torah, what, what Karshbrook was saying to Moshe is, no, they knew, give it. Give it anyways. Because we don't realize is that I do need my right hand and my left hand. 
Right? I do need, we, we, we do need all the pieces because without them, we're going to be lacking. We're going to be, all of us who give are only just a piece. And none of us are shalim until all the pieces are given. Right? And that's, by the way, the pshat also, that's kali shalim zebazeh. Right, that concept of arvus and halacha, that we're all responsible for each other, halachically, right, which is that if someone else has not performed the mitzvah yet, I can actually make a bracha for them, even though I made the bracha already. Right, I, can, I can say shem Hashem on behalf of another person who hasn't done the mitzvah, even though I did it already. Why? Because as long as they haven't fulfilled a mitzvah, that I'm missing something. There's something about me that, it's not just like a, it's nice, it's cute, we can sing songs, it's like nice, but it's, it's real. Right? And, it, and that's the rav's shot in, Knesset Yisrael. There's like this living entity that we all have a piece in and if, it's, and if we don't all give our piece, then it's lacking something. And I think if that's the pshat, that's like when Hashem is showing Moshe with the Mabeya Sha'ish. Moshe was like, who cares? Like, so a half? Everyone's going to give a half? And the response is, yes. They're definitely going to give a half. I'll give a half because it shows that you need everybody else, but you give a half also because it shows that we need you too. Right? And it has that value of giving that, giving over that message. Which, you know, I think it's an important message all the time. I guess it makes sense. It's a message that we give over annually um, because everyone needs that reminder. Um, and it's a message that comes up, I think, in a lot, like I said, many areas. But many times when Moshe Ben is talking to Yubo Shalom, he's bothered. You know, Hashem says, no, go for it. Give it anyways. Everyone's going to have to give. Everyone has to, has to put something in because without every single person, then all of us miss out. And we shouldn't get caught up in that sense of what I do doesn't matter and how much I give doesn't matter and how much I do doesn't matter and if I show up or not doesn't matter. Right? We know it, it does matter. Um, it doesn't matter to other people. It impacts everybody else when we show up to something, come to whatever it is that we do, right? And it matters to us and it matters to Kaddish Baruch So I think, you know, to me, you know, th- that gives us a, at least a little sense of a zayinu, right? That is clearly weird. It doesn't fit. It doesn't need to be there. And it has, you know, again, I think a lot of messages. But this one, I think, uh, is one we can take with us, too. Okay? All right. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you.